0: Welcome to the Six Minute States on the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast. I'm Simon Delarue and with me is Mark Osier. and we've been listening to day two of debate on the government work plan where they're trying to uh, figure out how to prioritise the various work streams of committees at the states over the next year or so. And uh, we began debate today where we left off yesterday on the issue of housing, Mark
1: that 's right, yes, and it was basically it was an amendment from um, pNr President, Chief Minister himself, Peter Fairbrush, to um, try and give developers more choice, if you like, more um, flexibility in being able to address this gp eleven which is a part of the um, planning policy whereby a certain number of houses on a larger development have to be affordable. Um, at the moment, the way it works is if the developer is unable to sort of meet the needs uh, under the policy, there's three options they've got. One is to give the land to the GHA for them to sort of have it developed by somebody else, presumably. Um, other is to build the houses and give them to the GHA. And the third is to actually build these homes on another site completely. Now, at the moment, those three options are very much a pecking order. So if the developer can't do it, option A, then look at option B. If they can't do that, then they look at option C. The, the amendment, as it was approved by the House, will now give the developers a chance to, to pick any of those and go to development and planning and say, well, look, we don't want to do these two or we can't do these two. Can we do this one? Um, and I, I think it just adds flexibility. There was some debate about whether or not it was a, a good thing to have in the first place, whether it was necessary. Um, but at the end of the day, members decided that, yeah, it was a good idea. Give them some flexibility. We need the housing. So uh, it was approved.
0: And uh, when we talk about um, affordable housing in that context, of course, it's not just um, building houses that are uh, a bit cheaper or at the lower end of the scale. It is um, those that will be uh, uh, given over to the GHA for partial ownership or social housing, uh, hence their involvement. And um, those aren't the only categories that we may see now because the next amendment that was debated was for another type of uh, affordable housing to be added into the mix. Uh, This was uh, brought forward by Deputies um, Peter Roffey, and Lindsay de Somere, the uh, President and Vice President of uh, Employment and Social Security, who wanted to see this uh, scheme whereby you'd be able to buy a newly built home on a, uh, a future development of the GHA at 75% of its market value and uh, then there'd be a covenant which would mean that you could only ever sell it uh, for that same percentage of market value in the future. Uh, but you would be an owner of that property and therefore unlike partial ownership uh, uh, tenants you, you wouldn't have any portion of rent to pay. And you could indeed um, have the House inherited by your offspring. Um, so this uh, one support, uh, quite um, quite a lot of support from the House, but there were a few questions about how exactly this would work. Um, first of all, there were some objections to um, bringing this um, sort of move in the Government Work Plan, um, but uh, a lot of reassurances were given by uh, Deputy Roffey that this was just early stage, this is just please res- um, commit the resources to us working up proposals that will bring backing up proper policy letter so this is all going to be debated again in the future if it uh, it, well it will now uh, go ahead indeed and um, so there were uh, questions about how it might affect the housing market Um, Deputy Lyndon Trott actually was uh, made one observation about the way that the market works uh, where he said this would work particularly well in fact because um, it unlike a lot of other measures it wouldn't suddenly correct the overinflated housing market uh, and therefore wouldn't lead to uh, the uh, unintended consequence of negative equity Uh, but there were some who wanted to know um, about uh, the Um, effect it might have on the demand for partial ownership housing Um, and that was uh, Deputy Kazansfa Miller was asking about that. Deputy Roffey reassured her that uh, it shouldn't have too much of an effect because ultimately uh, the type of housing, and it's going to be a relatively small amount of it that's going to fall into this uh, category, um, this kind of housing is only going to be offered uh, to those people who can pretty much demonstrate that they simply cannot afford to engage with the private housing market in the first place. Um, So as I say, that went through uh, that was pretty well supported, and we moved on to the next item.
1: There you go. That was um another one which sailed through. That was a, a looking at the dairy uh, situation a couple of years ago. The states approved the idea of having a new dairy, nothing really has happened since then. And it's part of the government work plan, but it's in what's it's a part of the plan that's called the pipeline section, which is something that is coming down the pipeline but it's not really going to be happening anytime soon. Um STSP President Deputy Peter Roffey wanted it moved from the pipeline onto the delivery list, which effectively means that work will happen on it a lot sooner. Um, there was also to talk about the fact that you know, the dairy building isn't fit for purpose, people are struggling with the machinery there, struggling to work in that, that environment, uh, and wouldn't it be a good idea if a new dairy was built and then that site could then be used by um, Health and Social Care for um, you know some housing, some of its workers perhaps. Um, There was also some argy-bargy discussion about how the cost had magically increased from what was supposed to be around uh, 10 to 12 million when it was first mooted. Now, it seems to be this soaring somewhere near the 35 million at an estimate. Um, Deputy Neillender was shocked at how what he called a a shed could be costing that amount. Deputy Chris Blynn suggested that he knew people who could probably build it for about two million, which brought. Deputy Peter Fairbourish to his feet to say if you know that, you know, please pass it on to Deputy, uh, Deputy Roffey straight away and he didn't take much, didn't have much truck with that, uh, that idea but at the end of the day that has been approved so um, I don't think things are going to happen particularly rapidly I think the way things are going to work is that we're going to see this, this idea back again next year but hopefully with a, a bit more meat on the bones of how much it's all going to, co- to cost so uh, watch this space this time next year I suppose
0: Indeed, and, uh, and then the next uh, subject that we moved on to was that of cannabis. Now, we expected to be uh, hearing debate on this for much longer than we did uh, today, but um, rather surprisingly, Deputy Andrew Taylor, a member of Home Affairs, um, withdrew his amendment at the very last minute. It seemed to have come as a surprise to the bailiff, Richard McMahon, who asked him to repeat his assertion that he, um, that he had decided to withdraw it, and yet asked him to repeat it twice, in fact. Um, normally, you'd tell the bailiff in advance that if you were going to withdraw something, Um, his uh, amendment had been to uh, drop the second option of the binary choice facing states members where they're being asked to decide and this is a home affairs initiative to get them to make this choice, um, do you want health and social care to uh, spend their time looking into the um, the, the, the work necessary after the living, living Responsibly with Covid review took place, or do you want them to um, spend their time looking into a review of cannabis? And this is after uh, a majority of members in health and social care, not all of them, and I don't think it includes the uh, President, uh, Deputy Al Bruar, but a majority uh, want this uh, review to take place. Home affairs quite clearly don't by a majority, possibly all of them um, But so, so it seemed rather surprising that this was pulled at the last minute um, especially after an 11 page dossier of, of evidence had been uh, drawn up on behalf of the committee um, to back it up. Um, so we moved straight on to the next uh, amendment which was from Deputy Prow asking for uh, the states to ensure, or for policy and resources to, sh- to ensure that adequate uh, staff resources would be made available to all of the committees that would be um, involved in um, preparing for a review or the consequences of a review of the legal status of cannabis. Um, a, a, um, a piece of work that the Home Affairs Minister laying this amendment is known to oppose vehemently, um, so he's effectively asking for resources to be given over to something he doesn't want to see happen. But presumably this is really about um, making sure that members, when they come to make the decision at the end of this debate, are under no illusions about the effects and the consequences of the decision they, they make. I think that's a, a, probably a fair summary of his motivation in that. I haven't had an opportunity to speak to him on it but um, that's where we're uh, that's where we reached with that. So I- effectively cannabis uh, as a subject is suspended for now until we get to the end of general debate on the government work plan and they finally come to make that decision and then no doubt uh, cannabis will come much more uh, to the fore as a result of that. We've completely bust our time limit I'm, I believe that uh, cannabis has an effect on your judgment of time. I'd like to <laughs> declare for the record we haven't had any um, and uh, but there, was, um, there were one or two other uh, issues that we came to just at the end of yeah, there uh, the was, debate. Uh,
1: inwork poverty was um, one of the issues that had been a resolution of the state. It was going to be addressed. This was decided several years ago. It was one of those resolutions that this time around um, p and asked to rescind. Um, but following an amendment from... Um, Deputy Peter Roffey again. It was decided that uh, that resolution would remain, so it's going to be addressed. The argument against it being the argument in favour of it being rescinded was by Deputy Heidi solsby saying basically it's all part and parcel of the government work plan. We don't need a separate directive to do it because we already are. But members decided no, we want it looked at. You know, make sure that it's looked at. So uh, yeah, that, that's now carrying on. So that will be the next thing that will be debated.
0: And uh, we also had a very uncontroversial um, proposition being brought forward uh, to uh, give another £50,000 over to the setting up of a sexual assault referral centre. Uh, That was uh, carried um, without any opposition whatsoever. And then the last thing we got onto was uh, some discussion around uh, effectively a kind of scoring system that Deputy Mark Hellyer wants to see implemented, whereby um, the state's members are a bit more public about where exactly they want to uh, uh, play their emphasis in future prioritisation work Uh, but that is an unfinished debate and we'll come back to that tomorrow. Um, That's uh, your summary of what's happened today in the States. Just uh, time (laughs) since we've completely bust our time limit anyway to mention that uh, the Secretary General of the Commonwealth Parliamentary Association uh, is talking to States members as we speak uh, inside the uh, chamber there and uh, I had the opportunity to speak to him at some length and Uh, so look out on this feed for my interview with Stephen Twigg but uh, for now from myself and Mark that's all and a good night
1: bye for now